Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 122. Today, we're going to be helping tech coaches deal with, work with, and support a very transformative principle. Maybe you're in a situation where you're the only tech coach in a building, in a district, or maybe you're one of an entire group. We are here today to help you guys figure out how to not only help your school district move forward, but to see your school district's principles, visions to the fullest of your ability. My guest today is Jethro Jones, an author, administrator, and an amazing podcaster. Jethro, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing so well. Thank you very much for having me. I am really excited to be here. It is great to have you here. And again, I just want to start off by telling everybody you are one of the people that have been very, very responsible for some of the things that have been happening here on TeacherCast over the last couple of years, not only in our shift from ed tech focus to leadership. Talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you're up to. Who is Jethro Jones? Yeah, well, I think most people probably know me if they know me at all from my podcast, Transformative Principle, which I've been doing for the last seven years. Um, been a principal for a little bit longer than that. And I really care a lot about making our schools the best they can be for the people that are in front of us. And so that's why um, I wrote this book called School X, which is all about designing your school to meet the needs of those who are right in front of you. And so you can check that out at schoolx.me. And I'm sure we'll get into some of those principles here as we're talking tonight. I'm certainly looking forward to this. You know, everybody here knows so far I am in a new position. I'm in more of a leadership position. And talk to us a little bit about this. As a principal, as a school leader, how do you see the role of a technology coach? Well, I see the role of the technology coach as the person who, um, you know, it depends on the technology proficiency of the leadership in the school. Uh, where I've been, I've been very technology proficient. And so my technology coaches have really been uh, tasked with carrying out my vision in other districts or other principal positions where the uh, the, technolo the technological skills of the principal are not um, quite as high as mine, then there's a lot more teaching, uh, supporting, doing things for the principal that they don't know can be done with technology. Um, and then, you know, being there to support the leadership in carrying out their vision, but also support the teachers in accomplishing the vision of the leadership. You know, it seems like there has to be really be that marriage and that, that equal vision, right? Like a principal needs to be going at a certain speed and then the building has to either be going quicker, slower, somewhere around that speed. There has to be that fit, right? Between the leader and the support professionals. And by support professionals, I mean like teachers, everybody else in that building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't just um, can't do it all on your own. And that's a lesson that I've learned many times, <laughs> because mm -hmm. a lot of things I can do on my own. And so because I have the the skills to do it, a lot of times I just I just bang out there and get it done because I, I know how to do it. Um, what really helped a lot for me was having somebody who who had the same skills that I had. 
um, and then was buying into my vision along the way. And so we didn't have a tech coach in my school, but our librarian was essentially our tech coach. And her name's Tana Martin. You can follow her on Twitter at RunnerGirlT. And she was awesome at this because she saw my vision and then I tasked her with accomplishing a lot of the technological feats that needed to be accomplished for that vision. And she went above and beyond to do that. But she also made sure that she was going at a pace where everybody could keep up. I'm the kind of person where I'm going 100 miles an hour and I'm way out in front. And she was helping make sure that everybody else could stay up, stay on pace with me and my vision. One of the things that we talk a lot about here on the show is relationships and having a strong relationship with your administration team, but also having a strong relationship with your teachers. From your point of view, from that principal desk, talk to us a little bit about how you build a strong relationship with your coaches or with your support people that are kind of going in and, and being your eyes and ears. What are some of the things that a tech coach can do to to begin those relationships? Because it's, it's scary. Yeah, it, it certainly can be. And I think the place that you start is by trying to understand someone else before you try to um, be understood yourself. And so that's one of Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. You seek first to understand, and then you try to be understood. And when you try to understand where your school leader is coming from, and you try to focus on what it is that they're trying to get across, that helps you in two ways. Number one, you have a better understanding. And so you can fulfill that vision more. And secondly, um, when you know what the principal is looking for, you can then anticipate the things that you need to do. And I'll bring up Tana again in this in this situation. Um, one year, I tasked her with creating uh, the back to school um, sessions, and you know we were going to do these three days of interaction interactive activities to onboard all the students and the new teachers and all that kind of stuff. And she did such a phenomenal job because she knew what I was looking for, that she anticipated the problems that would come and solve them before I ever saw them. The only way I knew that they were problems is because I said, mm -hmm. hey, I think we might have a problem with this. And she said, I thought so, too. So I did this to make it so that that wouldn't happen. But she could only do that because she knew what I was hoping to get out of it and what my perspective was on what success looked like. And she knew that because she sought to understand what I was doing first and foremost. I've had a lot of experiences as a tech, as a tech coach over the last couple of years. I've come to learn a couple of truths about this position. There's a difference between working for somebody and there's a difference between working with somebody. And when you can find a principal that you can work with and you share a vision or you can see a vision or even better, the principal is able to communicate in a way that that vision just embodies the entire culture of the school, something magical happens. My question to you is what happens if that's not the case? Well, if that's not the case, you can't control your principal. So trying to get them to do things differently is going to be a lost cause. Trying to get anybody to do things differently for the sake of doing things differently is never going to work. So what you really need to do is you need to understand where they're at and where they're coming from and, and do your best to see what they're seeing. And sometimes that's really hard. And in fact, um, when I was a district level coach, um, we had a, uh, a school where we were trying to do some co-teaching. And so my job was to go in and help the school do some co-teaching. And, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what these 
um, what these teachers wanted out of this relationship, what they wanted out of this situation of co-teaching. And I, I was the support person in that. And I didn't spend time working with the principal to see what the principal wanted from this co-teaching. And so we were able to create this great program that was totally attuned to what the teachers wanted. But when the principal got involved, she said, ah, this isn't really what I was thinking it would be. And once she said that, then it, it fell apart very quickly. And, you know, she didn't even say it that bluntly or that clearly. Uh, you could just tell that we weren't meeting her expectations. And that was all on me because as the coach, I should have been able to articulate to the teachers whether or not they were for fulfilling her vision for them. And that was a failure on my part that was really challenging um, challenging for me to, to deal with because I felt like I had failed them. And I had. Talking today to Jethro Jones, the 2017 NASSP Digital Principal of the Year. Uh, you come to this position from a little bit of a different perspective. Uh, you used to be a principal in the state of Alaska. I don't know if I've ever had anybody who could actually hold that title. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about what school is like up in the uh, up in the parts of the world where the sun doesn't always come up. Yeah, well, uh, in a lot of ways, school was like uh, the Wild West up there still. Um, there were a lot less restrictions, a lot less focus on standardized testing, and um, and that allowed us to have a lot of freedom to do things that were really focused on serving the kids in front of us. And, and that makes a real difference when you can do that because we weren't so concerned with um, – you know, test scores or kids getting a certain GPA or things like that. It was more about making sure that we were serving the kids. There was a lot of focus on place-based learning that took into account the uh, the students' national heritage and where they came from. And it was a really powerful way to, you know, be able to teach some things that um, that you you typically don't teach. So one one opportunity we had was to teach Alaska bush skills where the kids actually made knives and they were able to be safe. But, you know, that's not something that you would do in a typical school, but because that those are important skills and, and you need to know how to do things out, out in the wilderness of Alaska, it was a, a really good opportunity for those kids to have those experiences. Another group of kids made a yurt uh, one time, which is this big, uh, uh, circular dome type tent, um, which was just amazing to see them working on that and putting it all together, not to mention tons of other things that we were able to do because we were really focused on designing our school for those kids. You know, I don't think I know this about you. Did you move to Alaska for the position or did you live in Alaska and you got the position in a local district? I mean, how, how did you yeah. get to Alaska? So it's a funny story. My wife and I were talking about going on a cruise to Alaska and uh, we were living in Utah at the time. And at the time we were looking to move out of Utah um, for something different. And uh, she, she said, that's pretty funny that you want to apply there. I'm going to bed. So she went to bed and I stayed up and applied for jobs and then got one. And so we moved up there to Kodiak, which is a little island in the Gulf of Alaska. That is an awesome, awesome story. You, you, yeah. you, you go apply for jobs. I'm going to bed. And next thing she knows, she is living in the snow. That is awesome. That's right. Yep. That is exactly how it happened. It's beautiful. And talk to us a little bit about your podcast. Where can we find it? What can we expect to listen to? Uh, so Transformative Principle, I, uh, you can go to transformativeprinciple.org or jethrojones.com slash podcast. And uh, you can um, 
hear stories from amazing leaders who are doing awesome things. And lately, because of the pandemic, I've been focusing a lot on alternative ways to teach kids because we got to face it, we're likely going to lose a lot of uh, students from the public education system uh, because so many different alternatives are out there. And so I'm trying to help uh, school leaders figure out ways to keep those kids engaged, keep them enrolled in their schools, but serve them a little bit differently so that um, they they don't want to leave the school that they're in. So let's talk a little bit about that, right? Because in your book, School X, you talk about how to design your school for the people who are there. And, and I know you're looking at both for the teachers and for the students. If I can kind of bring in that tech coach point of view, if you are a new principal and you're looking to come into a new school, see what's going on and, and start to build a culture, how do you do that? I mean, it, it, it almost seems like you you need that relationship with a tech coach, somebody who's in the classroom, somebody who knows the teachers. Mm-hmm. You need to form those bonds with the people who are there rather than or in addition to just popping into random rooms at this point. I mean, you really do need to have that that guide on the side that's going to be helping you to formulate your vision and help you mold what what, what that a culture will eventually be. Yeah. And, and that's really important. What you need to do really is start talking, start communicating, start explaining what it is that you're about. A lot of uh, people recommend not changing anything in the first year. And I think we can't do that to our kids. When we see something's not working, we need to start changing it right away. And you do that not by saying, here's how it has to be done, but by giving a vision and inspiring people to live up to something and to accomplish something. The way you do that uh, in a tech coach position What I would say is that you come in and you start showing how technology can improve what you're doing. And so, you know, uh, when I was a teacher, I was in an inner city school and it was my first year teaching and they were going to get rid of some computers. And I thought my kids have never interacted with the Internet or most of them haven't. And that was true. And so I brought those computers into my room and I said, here's what's called the Internet. You need to be safe. You need to be smart but let's go start doing stuff on it. And so when I started allowing the kids to blog on the internet before there was, you know, restrictions about that or anything like that, these kids saw something that they could do where they could have a voice and people around the world could leave comments and could, could say something to them. And it was a really empowering thing. And what's amazing is that I saw the behavior, bad behavior in my classroom stopped because I was, showing them what a different future could look like that school wasn't all about reading boring books but school was about doing something creating something powerful that changed not only their perception of education but also changed their behavior and you can do the same thing as a tech coach with the teachers and principal in your building you can find ways to uh, show them what a better future can be and help them see how it can be better and what role they can play to make it better you know, if you're going to be giving that vision, Jethro, I, I think it's important that we note you have to find where their level is. You can't mm-hmm. go into that first faculty meeting and overshoot them. You also right. can't undershoot them. And I mean, and that is where that relationship is, knowing where teachers are both, you know, in their morale, in their technology skills, in their in their lesson planning. You need to 
you know, be in that culture before you can start taking that first step to change a culture. It's not easy, especially in times now where every single day you're hit by something, you're in a classroom, you're thinking, is tomorrow the day that I'm going to be out for the next three weeks? There's so Mm -hmm. much change now. I mean, when you're looking at this whole concept of bringing in a design thinking process, where do you start as a tech coach? Where do you start as an administrator when you're just trying to make sure everyone that is healthy walking in the door is healthy walking out of the door? Well, and that's the beauty of the design thinking approach is that it starts with wherever you are. And so when you see a problem, you you need to first go and figure out why that's a problem and gain empathy for others. Once you do that, you can start to understand what the real issues are. And what's so amazing about that process is that you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be any, you don't have to be smarter than anybody else. You don't have to be good at technology, but what you can do is you can start seeing where people are struggling and then start putting little things in place to make things better for them. And when it comes to changing the culture in a building, when you go in with a service oriented mindset and you want to help life be better for others, people are going to flock to that and want to be part of whatever it is that you're doing because they see how you're making their life better. And that is is effort that is well worth the effort because it makes people feel like you care about them as a human being. And right now, there's plenty of that not going around. And so this is a good way to not only build your own credibility, but also improve and support the lives of others. One of the things that you mentioned here is about having a strong parent relationship. Talk to us a little bit about the role of parents, both in your decision-making, around your decision-making. They are part of what makes up the culture of your school. Absolutely. And they, parents are responsible for their children's education first and foremost. The state steps in to assist them but it doesn't go the other way. The state is not responsible for children's education. We've all met parents who um, whose influence over their child's education is way stronger than anything that we can do as teachers. So we need to recognize first and foremost that we're not asking them to partner with us. We are partnering with them whether we like it or not. They're the ones who are in charge of their child's education, and we need to step in and support them. And when you take that approach, it again goes back to the service mindset of how can we serve you and help you educate your child better? It's really hard for parents to be bothered, upset, or demanding when that is your approach because they see your generosity and your intention in serving them, and that makes them want to buy into your vision as well. So many uh, teachers out there dread things like parent phone calls, parent communication, another email. But I, I do love here on page 40, you have, it's, it's like the best six sentences, the best six words I've seen in a book here. The truth is parents are awesome. Yeah. I, I love that quote. It's, it's so simple, but it's no, the parents are here and they're on your side. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I mean, no parent wakes up saying, I want to destroy a teacher's life or I want to destroy a school principal's life or anything like that. They're just, that's not how they're wired. To be honest, they're, they're hardly thinking about you as the school, except that, how are you serving my kid? And when you do great things for your kids, then for their kids, then they love you. And, and it's a really simple formula. Do good for their kid equals love from the parents. It's not that tough. 
Let's talk a little bit about tech coaching for a second here. We know a lot of people who listen to this show are are younger. They might be new tech coaches. They might only be teaching for less than 10 years or so. And they're kind of trying to figure out where do I look to for support? Where do I look to to go? And what we find is a lot of times tech coaches don't really know how to reach out for help because they're afraid of not looking as strong as they could be. What recommendations do you have for young coaches, young educators who – you know, they might be the only one of them in a district and they don't know who to go to turn. to. They don't know uh, how to raise their hand and go, look, I, I, I hear what you want. I see what you want, but I've never done this before. What you know, how do I do this the first time? So that way we're all on the same page. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we we see our own deficiencies as weaknesses and and they're really not. They're opportunities for us to go find help from someone else. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. Go find someone that is good at the thing that you're trying to do. And if you're a tech coach, it's probably because of your tech skills and not so much your teaching skills, to be honest, because not everybody has those uh, those tech skills, especially not uh, teachers who have been around for a long time and haven't grown up with technology like some of us have. So go to those teachers, especially the ones who are resistant to technology and ask them for help. How do I do this thing in a, in something that you think they would be good at? That will buy you a lot of uh, support and get you some good karma to come back to you later that they're going to say, you know, this this young punk kid actually wants to get better and wants to improve. And they're not a know-it-all because they're coming and asking me, why would the tech coach be asking me how to do something? And the reality is, is because everybody has strengths. And again, you go there saying, how can how can I learn from you? That really means a lot to people, especially those who have been in the system a while. I couldn't agree more. Reaching out and finding a mentorship program, having somebody on your side to, to help guide you, whether it be in the district or out of the district, is severely important. And that is why we have this podcast. Each and every single Monday, we drop Ask the Tech Coach. And not only that, we also have our free Tech Coaches Network. You can check it out over at teachercast.net slash tcnform. And you can sign up for free with our brand new membership form, teachercast.net slash tcnform. Would love to have you guys be a part of our Tech Coaches Network weekly tech coach roundtables, weekly email newsletters, tons of free resources, a few online courses, all that for you guys, completely free. Take Jethro's advice. Seek out some great help. Seek out some mentors. We've got a couple hundred tech coaches for you guys waiting to help you guys out over on the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. Check out the great links over at Ask the Tech Coach today. Jethro, as we look forward here, I know Everyone's trying to figure out when are we going to finish off this pandemic and when are we going to move forward with things. But it's not about moving forward. It's about where we are now. Setting those goals, it's still the beginning of the year. What advice do you have for any educational leader, tech coach, teacher listening to this podcast? What can we be expecting? How can we make this year a special one? You know, uh, nobody knows when it's going to end or what it's going to look like or anything like that. And so trying to figure that out is is not going to work recognize that you have the choice on what your mental response to this is what your emotional response to this is and take advantage of the great things that are happening now to be honest school is really working well for some kids now that it has never worked well for before and school is working really horribly for some kids but do your best to support where you can and recognize there's so much out of your control 
The only thing you can tr control is your mindset and how you approach it. And I encourage you to do just that. The book is called School X. You can head on over and get a free copy today. Uh, sorry, a free copy of the first chapter over at schoolx.me. <laughs> Almost gave the farm away from you right there, Jethro. But where else can they go? Talk to us about all the great stuff. I'm looking through your website. You've got courses. You've got podcasts. You've got speaking. You've got, you got a lot of stuff over there at jethrojones.com. Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm doing um, for uh, coaches. Just started a new program. You can go to jethrojones.com slash coaches. If you need a little more support than uh, what the TeacherCast network of coaches will give you, and that's a, that's a good place to go, that's jethrojones.com slash coaches. Just something specifically designed for coaches during this pandemic, especially to, to give you some extra support. Very, very cool. And we hope that you guys have had a great time listening to this podcast. We're here every single Monday morning. It's usually Sue and I today. She, I, took, I gave her the day off so I could have Jethro all to myself, learning all about how to be a transformative principal, transformative tech coach, and all-around transformative educator. Jethro, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Usually we catch up in Florida, but maybe not this year. Probably not. It was great to chat with you tonight. Thanks, Jeff. And that wraps up this episode of Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 122. On behalf of Jethro, Susan, and everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.